0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to do our Super Coach Draft Review for round, was that 19? Round 19, yeah, it was our last major buy round. So we're going to get stuck into that. Uh, we did manage to pull a win on the weekend. Uh, it was a game that we were expecting to lose because we were down on players, but uh, we made some good captain choices and we made a good captain choice. Uh, and uh, the absolute beauty of the weekend was just that all of our players played very well. Uh, I think we ended up with a low score of about 54 from our nine players. Uh, so I was very, very happy with how the weekend played out from a super coach perspective. I said, I think it was six weeks ago or seven weeks ago or something along those lines when Nathan Cleary got injured. Um, and I said then, look, I'm in a good spot. I've got good for and against. If I can just win two from six games uh, during this Cleary injury period, I will be okay. Um, and I'm sitting at right now two from six. So we'll take that. We've had um, We've had some... Absolute drummings. We've had a couple of close victories, uh, but it's all it's all worked out okay. We're still sitting in fourth place. Uh, the guy in fifth, uh, he's only one win behind me, but. My for and against is about 1,000 points better than his, so he's essentially two wins behind me, uh, and I play him in the last week. So that could decide that final top-four spot. But I would like to think uh, that if I can just snag one more win over the next few weeks, I think that'll lock me into the top four. So I'm pretty confident I will be there. Uh, But, yeah, look, a a big win on the weekend. We won 741 to 542, so we ended up winning by uh, 200 points, uh, and we had... I think nine players. So I was pretty happy with that. Our lowest score was Jack DeBellin who got 56. Our next lowest score was Jacob Little who got 61. So we had a very, very good weekend uh, in Supercoach. We picked up a couple of guys who did really well, which was fantastic. Um, so yeah, plenty of positives to take out of the weekend. A good little win against the guy that is coming six, Jem, who I made a big trade with a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, really happy how it is all playing out and where we're sitting, getting ready for finals. Let's, uh, Uh, Let's go through round 19, though. So we had the Sharkies, 36, over the West Tigers, 12. I didn't have any players in that game. In that game, though, Jem, he had Teague Wilton, who I traded him a couple of weeks ago who scored 59. So a good, solid score there. You'll take that every day of the week from a guy like Wilton. Uh, Friday night, footy, we had the Raiders 36 over the Dragons 26. Now in this game, I had Seb Chris. He scored 77 and I had Joe Tappanay, who was my VC. I ended up taking that VC. uh, So my captain score ended up being 188. So Joe Tappanay didn't play as many minutes as I hoped for, but he scored that try. So that sort of made up for all that. So at that point, um, I was sitting okay. Joe Tappanay had done well. Seb Chris had done well. uh, Was happy to take that. Uh, but on the other side of the park um, Jem obviously had Teague Wilton's 59 and Talatal Moan put on 111 so as soon as he sort of scored a century and I thought fuck he's got more players than me uh, then I thought I was in some real trouble but uh, then my boys they just turned it on for the rest of the weekend also in that game my two dragons Jacob Little 61 Jack DeBellin 56 I was really happy with both those scores and they actually turned out to be my lowest of the weekend so um, very very happy with how that all played out Uh, with then had Super Saturday, the Warriors 46 over the Eels 10. Um, There was a few players in this game that I was really worried about the gem had. One of them was Will Pensini. Uh, Very quickly realized once that game started that Ryan Madison at 5'8 on that edge, they'd worked out how to defend up on that side, the Warriors, and the ball just wasn't getting to Will Pensini. He scored 25, which I would assume... If it's not his lowest score of the season, it'd have to be right up there with his lowest scores of the season. He just was not getting any ball. Rocco Berry got a 33 in that game as well. I had my two Warriors, Jackson Ford, who had a great game, 77 points there. We love that. And I picked up Dylan Walker off the waiver wire last week, uh, who scored 75. A nice try as well. He got injured, uh, but still scored 75, so we're happy with that. Dylan Walker, very, very happy to pick him up. We've actually made a few waiver wire moves over the last two weeks, especially in the CTWs uh, that I think are going to be very, very valuable. We'll talk about them soon. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Bulldogs went head-to-head on Saturday night. The Doggies winning that one, thirty six to 32 Pretty controversial game. In this one, I had three players, uh, sorry, two players. I had Havili, who set up the first try. He got a 72, so stoked with that. And I picked up Ethan Choir-Ward, who scored a try and got 63. He got through a heap of base as well, which was good to see. Uh, um, Um, But yeah, a guy that uh, he probably looked a little bit slower than what I thought he would in first group. I'm not sure if there was an injury there or something, but he's gone back to the New South Wales Cup, so I uh, have obviously moved him on this week. I'll talk about who I swapped him to, because um, it's a little gamble I'm willing to take. Uh, on on Jeremy's side of the park, he had Joe Tapene, uh, sorry, Joe Tapene, uh, Jackson Topene, who did well, 51 points, Raymond Faitala mariner who got 49, and he also had Benny Lovett, who was a little bit of a wild card, a little bit disappointing, 33 I thought considering the game that Benny Lovett played and how keen he was, I thought he'd score a little bit more. Uh, So at at this point, I only had one more player to come and he played in the Dolphins versus Titans game, which they won 23 to 21. He scored a try in that one. Connolly Lemuelu scored 72. Uh, So was very, very happy with that. I think that across my nine players, they ended up averaging something like 78 points or something fucking outrageous. It was a wild weekend. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I got one, two, three, four. Yeah, got five tries from 9 players so that's pretty damn good you don't see that very often if you get 5 tries from 13 players uh, you've normally had a half decent weekend so was very happy with how it played out over the weekend. In that last game, Jeremy captained Isako, who I funnily enough traded to him a couple of weeks ago, didn't do too well. The way that that uh, Dolphins back line has changed and the way that Jeremy Marshall King has dropped out of the side seemingly has really, really hurt Isako. So uh, that was a very, very good example at the, well, at the moment. It looks like that was a good example of uh, trading high. So pretty happy with that. Cody Nicorima in got scored 42 points and Aaron Schopp, scored 27 points. So Jeremy ended up scoring 542, ended up scoring 741. As I said, lowest score of 56. Um, and I only had one player that went under 60. So very, very happy with that in by round footy. And sometimes throughout your super coach season, when you are down and out, like I was this weekend, short on plays, you just need to find a way uh, to pull wins out of your ass. And I managed to here with a very, very consistent score there. So uh, 741 with nine players. I'm sure, and you know, that's obviously without Kalen Ponga, that's without Nathan Cleary, um, Corey Hawes, some some, some of my much better players. So I was really happy with that, and sometimes you just got to find a way to win these games that you probably shouldn't. And thankfully, we did. So that worked out well. So that left us in fourth place on the ladder. I don't think I've actually moved out of fourth place in about six weeks. I think since the Nathan Cleary injury, I was coming fourth, and I've just stayed in fourth. I think that my for and against has kept me right up there, uh, or staying in that spot anyway, um, and then I've just won enough games to keep myself afloat, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting few weeks, the last week I played the guy coming fifth, I think that uh, first, second and third, they are just about locked into the top four, and I think I'm about 80 or 90% locked in, I've just got to probably win one more game, and I think that'll uh, that'll put me out of... Uh out of missing the top four there. That, that, that'd be great. Uh, then we've got the two guys below me on the ladder, fifth and sixth, Mick and Jem. They actually play each other this weekend, so pretty big game. I think that both of them have, well one of them has Latrell Mitchell, one of them has Cody Walker. Um, so they're obviously both not playing this weekend, so it'll be an interesting matchup to see how that goes. I'm actually hoping that the guy coming sixth can win, Jem, and if he does, um, that'll just sort of even it all up a little bit as far as me uh, trying to make the top four. Whereas if Mick wins, he goes to the same amount of Points of me, It's only four and against keeping him above. So, fingers crossed Gem can win that. Um, and fingers crossed maybe we can pull an upset this week too. We're, we're going to talk about it because if Nathan Cleary plays, we have got some pretty high upside players uh, that could make it very interesting this weekend despite being very short. So, yeah, sitting in fourth place at the moment, let's get stuck into the game this weekend. Uh, and as I said, I've made a couple of waiver wire moves over the last couple of weeks that I think um, I think could pay dividends for me moving forward. So one guy that I picked up off the waiver of wire towards the back end of last week, uh, I sort of decided, you know what, if I don't win this game, so be it, but I want to get this player. Jack Bird was sitting there. Um, now, I'm not sure if people realise or not, but Jack Bird actually went and played New the World Cup on the weekend. He played the full 80 minutes in the back row, so I am expecting him to be named. I know he carries injuries just Consistently, um, but I mean, if you can get a Jack Bird in your CTW and a 14-man comp this late in the season, um, since then as well, Jaden Sue has been ruled out, um, so there is like 100% opportunity there for Jack Bird to do well, and I think he will play in the back row. Very, very excited about grabbing him, um, even if he doesn't get any attacking stats or anything. He's a guy that when he's when you can plug him in the CTWs, he'll be a solid score every week. So I was very surprised that I got him off the waiver wire. I'm not sure if uh, injuries or whatever just scared people off. Uh, but I think there might be a few people that might come to regret uh, leaving Jack Bird there. But we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, we know that he has got a horrid injury run and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it might all come to nothing. So, yeah, I picked him up. And the other one I picked up as well, uh, and this is, you know, just, just a little bit of eyes up for you people out there that are Supercoach draft players. I'm sure if you're listening to this, the vast majority you are. I uh, saw Josh Car leave the field injured in the New South Wales game the other night. Shado, I thought, okay, who's going to replace him? And I took a bit of a punt that they would go Gerald Skelton, and I'm pretty sure that is the direction that they're going to go. So I think he will come in either on the wing or at centre, but I think he'll probably come in straight on uh, Josh Adokar's wing. So Skelton, um, he's got he's got errors in him, he's got mistakes in him, uh, but the stuff that is negative about him, it doesn't really impact his super coach scoring too much. He will get opportunities outside Maddie Burton. So he's a guy that I think could score uh, really well over the next few weeks. He's also a guy that I think he's got enough upside that if he can just hold his shit together, the Bulldogs might find a spot for him even when Josh Adokar does return. So there is a wing spot that is up for grabs there. Blake Wilson's got it at the moment, who scored three tries last weekend and was tremendous. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But Skelton's just got a little bit more upside, but he's got heaps more downside as well. But a gamble that I'm willing to take in my team. Uh, And Jack Bird was the other one that we grabbed, along with Dylan Walker as well. So we've managed to pick up two CTWs who um, just about certainly guarantee us 40 points without a doubt when they play. So very, very happy with how that has played out coming into finals. Uh, Let's have a look. At our game this weekend. Now, our game this weekend, we're going up against Phil, who uh, he's struggling at the moment. He's in 12th place. I uh, I don't want to rule Phil out of finals contention, but I think it's going to be pretty tough for him to make it uh, from where he is realistically. It is a very close ladder, though, to be fair. Oh no, Phil's fucked. He's on fourteen competition points. Uh the bloke in eighth is on eighteen. So he'd have to he'd have to manage to wrangle in two wins and then hope no one else does. So he's probably in some curry. Mathematically, he is still a chance. Um, and I mean to be fair once he beats me this weekend which he should because he's got a lot more players he might be a sniff but I uh, I think fills in a little bit of curry a former champion there a former two-time champion a former two-time back- to-back champion to be fair we keep on adding to it um so yeah this weekend he has got what looks to be a full 13. I've got one two three four five six seven. 7 at the moment but I think Skelton will be added I think Nathan or there's a chance Nathan Cleary will be added I'm still hearing he's going to be ruled out so we'll see how that plays out but from a selfish draft perspective I wouldn't mind Cleary playing Um, and the other one as well is if the Penrith boys don't back up Zach Hoskin could come in as well so I could go from having 7 to having 10 players um, with some really good captain options so we'll get to that now the games this weekend so we've got the Knights taking on the West Tigers later tonight we'll have a preview coming your way a little bit later. But the Newcastle Knights, obviously red-hot favourites there in Newcastle. I've got KP. I've also got Adam Elliott, but KP's the one there. If I'm going to win this weekend, I'm going to have to win uh, the VC or the captain battle by... Probably 50-odd points, which I think with KP I could potentially do. He's got a very good captain option as well who's exploded over the last few weeks. But KP with goal-kicking, I'm really hoping he can put on a big show tonight and hopefully get me in front. For Phil, he has got Tyson Gamble and Dan Cifidi. So I'm okay with those two. Uh, Two guys that can score high. But obviously KP... He's the one to be worried about in this game. We then got Super Saturday, the Bulldogs versus the Broncos. I'm hoping that I will have Skelton in this game. I'm hoping he comes into the side. I'll also have Katoni Stags in this game. Uh, Phil will have Ezra Mann, the 5'8 for the Broncos, and Jake Avrillo playing fullback for... Canterbury. the two guys that have ceilings there as well. We then got the Seagulls and the Cowboys from Four Pines Park. And thank God it's from down there. Because if it was in North Queensland, I'd be very, very nervous. Because Phil has got Scotty Drinkwater. Scotty Drinkbloke. He's been on an absolute tear the last few weeks. A guy that I owned last year. I think I took him in round ten last year, and good God, that was that was good fun to have him. He's also got Jake the Snake, Granville, who uh obviously with Ruben Cotter backing up from origin and everything, I wouldn't be surprised if Granville plays a few extra minutes. So Scotty Drinkwater versus KP. If I am gonna be any chance. Uh, In this game this weekend, I need KP to score a lot more than drink water. So hopefully the Seagulls show up at home, but I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, The Roosters then take on the Melbourne Storm. All I've got from that game is Billy Smith. In this game for Phil, he's got Justin Olam and Xavier Coates. I think he picked up Olam off the wave wire this weekend, so I thought that was a decent little grab in a deep league like ours, playing outside Munster. We then got Sunday the Warriors and the Sharkies. I've got my two Waz, Jackson Ford and Dylan Walker. Um, So two guys that I just need to go out there and do a job, 50 to 70. We'll take it every day of the week. He's got Marcelo Montoya, who I actually dropped earlier in the year. So that's a stinger going up against Montoya here. Um... Do I regret dropping Montoya? Probably to some extent I do at times, uh, but I think I have managed to grab other CTWs. If I can have Dylan Walker and if I can have uh, Jack Jack Bird playing in the finals and just scoring me minimum 40, I'm more than happy to wear that. Uh, the last game of the week We've got the Parramatta Eels and the Gold Coast Titans. A lot of players in this one for Phil and good players as well. Bryce Cartwright, Ryan Madison, and Regan Campbell-Gillard. So potentially I might be a sniff in that game, uh, but we won't know until we get uh, to Sunday afternoon. I would tend to think that if he can just get a half-decent captain score, I think my weekend will be Red Rover by then. But... I did say that last week. Uh, if everything goes to plan and I get Skelton, and Hosking in, I actually do give myself a sniff to be able to compete with Phil this week. So we'll see how it plays out. He's also got Pat Carrigan who could back up. I probably think he won't, uh, but he could back up to give Phil an extra player there as well. So it's going to be a very, very interesting week this week. I'm not expecting a win. I'm hopeful of a win. But I definitely am not expecting one we would need. And to be honest with you, I would rather Nate Cleary be rested for just one more week and then bring him back next week. I'm not too fussed about this game. If I lose this one, so be it. Uh, I'll actually be more so focused on other results this weekend, watching how they affect the ladder and whatnot. I'll probably be watching uh, Mick and Jem's game a little bit closer than mine, who are in fifth and sixth. So exciting times. It's all heating up. Players are starting to come back. We've made a few waiver wire moves. I'm really happy with Jack Bird and Dylan Walker, potentially Skelton. He's got upside as well. So we'll see how that goes. I just need to get through the next few weeks injury free and be ready for Supercoach Draft Finals, kicking off in about four weeks, lock in that top four spot and we'll be ready to go. As you guys know, I always try and aim to finish fourth. I think it's the best spot to finish uh, in Supercoach Draft. If If you ever think about the way that my waiver wire works, it means that I get two bites of the cherry finishing fourth, but it also means that throughout finals, um, I have a better waiver spot than the guys in first, second and third, who are probably the guys you're going to have to play throughout finals. So fourth is exactly where we want to finish, which is hopefully where we will finish. I think it would take quite a bit to happen for us to uh, finish higher, definitely. And I think we're we're, we're, we're unlikely to finish lower. We just need to find a win or two over the next few weeks. So all starting to heat up. Very, very exciting. Uh, you'll probably hear my demeanor and everything change quite heavily over the next three weeks as we head into Supercoach finals with the team. Despite losing Tommy Turbo earlier in the year, I still I still think I've got a team that can win this comp. So very, very exciting. Just need Nate Cleary and Caelan Ponga to stay fit and just everyone else do their job. That's all I need. Just do your fucking job. Come out, score me 50 to 60 and let my big high scoring players do their thing.